Hello, hello, and welcome to episode three of Grief Uncensored. Um, just like I said in episode two, I had every intention of these um, being closer together and more often. And like I said, I'm on that grief train and it's provided me space and opportunity to really just honor my own needs, which I hope by doing that, I give you permission to do for yourself. As you listen to this, if you're grieving the loss of a loved one or just grieving in general, there's so many things we grieve through life, relationships, transitions, versions of ourselves, like grief is can really be all encompassing and it truly is just a part of life. And it's something that I believe that if we can befriend, we can step into a different space of transformation and a different space of meaning. I'm so happy um, to be recording this episode for you. It seems like we'll just do another four or five month update since the last one was in May. Um, and I just, and I don't usually do this, but I reflected on the end of the last episode where I talked about how grief can be a gift. And again, not looking at losing someone or tragedies as, you know, in, in the light of toxic positivity, just saying like, you know, I'm so blessed, hashtag blessed or whatever, you know, nothing like that, but really just digging deep to see what is the pain challenging you to look at and how is it challenging you to move forward? And um, I'm in a really special space this weekend. Um, I've unexpectedly been in another town in Colorado for the last week and I'll be here probably another half week. And I'm in a pretty remote area. I'm by myself. I have the next uh, three days with nothing to do and nowhere to be. And on my walk this morning, uh, with my new dog, I have a new puppy, um, walking around with her amongst these gorgeous yellow, orange, red, even some still a little bit green aspens and evergreen pine, you know, amongst snow with just leaves on the ground and a blue sky watching this dog run around every time I'm in nature feeling so connected to my mom and just so grateful and just walking down this dirt road and thinking to myself like like what I just said I have nowhere to be and nothing to do and what a blessing that is because ever since my mom died I feel like there's just always something to do and always somewhere to be. And, you know, all of those things um, feel, have felt really additionally heavy. One of the things um, I talk about with grief is with myself and with others and what I share with my therapist was that everyone who experiences a loss already has a dinner plate. We've already got a dinner plate in front of us. And some of our dinner plates have a salad on it. And some of our dinner plates have a salad and a steak. And some of our dinner plates have a salad, a steak, a potato, garnish, and just it's overflowing. And I feel like when my mom died, I already had a very overflowing plate. Um, with both good and bad things. I talk about holding, or maybe not bad, but hard, good and difficult things. Um, I talk about holding both often and I was already holding so much both. And then I experienced this extreme, extreme loss. And 
there was just no space for any of it. And, um, so she'd passed away and I, but in the middle of that, I was running a business. I was working in oncology. Um, I was living on my own for the first time, um, taking care of a dog. Um, and by living on my own, I mean, not with a partner or a roommate, like living completely solo alone, which I highly recommend to anyone who's never done it. It's been one of the most transformative and healing times of my life, but I will share about that in another episode. And I just didn't even know what to tackle first with the plate being so full. And we've talked about before, you know, having routine and how that's important. And I was able to maintain that, but even maintaining just the simplicity of moving my body every day, drinking water, eating healthy and reading the Bible or doing something spiritual or personal development, even just those basic things felt so hard. And there were some have tos and there were some get tos. I've had a really amazing experiences this year with music and travel and meeting new people. And it's just, it's been again, both it's been beautiful and hard all at the same time. And one of the things, um, you know, that I, had put on my vision board. I don't know how often we've talked about vision boarding, but visioning and mindset and healing, in my opinion, is so, so, so important. And I created a vision board in 20, at the end of 2021 for 2022. And a lot of that stuff already came true and then has continued to come true within 2023. And one of the things that I, it's like, careful what you put on your vision board because it's probably going to show up. And one of the things that I had put on there was living half time in California and half time in Colorado. And I truly believe that until you're actually doing something like, you don't really know if it's actually what you want. And so for the last 21 months, that's over, that's almost two years, I've been splitting my time between California and Colorado. And finally, after my last trip um, last month, um, I made a conscious decision to not have any trips planned back to California until Thanksgiving. So that's almost two solid months of just grounding down and being in Colorado. And that's been giving me time to reflect, time to actually have a weekend where I have nothing on the books and no distractions to kind of redo my life assessment, redo my where am I at, reflect on my grief, reflect on my offerings, share with you tips and tools and tricks that have been working for me. And had I not been, you know, the travel was so, so, so needed. And I'm going to share with you why in just a moment. Um, And being in California has been a huge part of my grief process and being able to go to my mom's grave every single month and see my grandparents every month and be with my dad and be with my sister and be with my aunt and strengthen our relationships. It has been abundantly important to me. And then again, on my vision board, I had a picture of Mika, my first dog, my husky, with a couple other dogs, one of which included a cattle dog. And um, that's the new dog that I ended up just getting recently. My friend's dog had puppies unexpectedly uh, about two months ago. And when I found out, I was like, 
not on a whim. I'm a manifester. If you know anything about human design, we just go with our urges. And I was like, that's the dog for me. I just know it. And she's a redhead and my Mika's a redhead. And if you don't know who I am or what I look like, I'm a redhead and we all have light eyes and I've created this sweet little family, the three of us. And, um, anyway, I was having some apprehension about another big life change, which is adding a dog to my family with my existing dog. And, being single, living on my own, doing all these things and the responsibility of it and the judgment of others of like, can I handle that? Or should I be doing that or whatever? And I distinctly remember sitting with my friend who was part of how I ended up with this dog and we were chatting and um, she's like, oh, are you so excited when you get back from California? Like you'll have your puppy. And for a brief moment, I had this moment of anxiety and fear. And then I like had this other connective, like more flow based spiritual moment where I just kind of like flooded with this joy and tears filled my eyes because I remembered that in December of 2021, I put a picture on a vision board with my husky and a cattle dog that said friends for Mika. And all of a sudden it clicked that, whoa, that's here now. And, you know, we see these things, right, that are like, don't forget, like, this is the moment you prayed for kind of thing or whatever. You, we've all seen the meme. And um, I was just like, it hit me for a moment, like, you wanted this, you can handle this, like, you know, because I think grief really had clouded a lot of my manifestation and, uh, spiritual practices of trusting because grief and loss ultimately one of the biggest things it wipes out is trust it shakes your foundation it makes you feel like things are unsafe and when it's your mom when it's the person that's brought you into this world oh that's a that's a whole nother beast a whole nother ball game and so I want to share with you some of the things that um, I have worked through in these past few months that have brought me to where I'm at right now and a little bit of why I've been a little absent and a little bit of why, how I ended up in the beautiful place I'm in literally right now as I'm recording this. And um, at the end of the last episode, I talked about a place to serve. When I'm talking about grief as a gift, I talked about where is my place to serve? How can I help others after this experience that I've been through because that's kind of my go-to that's kind of how I've ended up in the careers I'm in in wellness and in therapy and in mindset and in oncology is giving back to the communities that and just serving in the spaces where I have felt the most pain in my life and so since our last episode, a few things have been born, one of which is Dead Parents Club, which I've created. We meet twice a month and it's a space for people who've lost one or both parents. It could be yesterday, it could be 10 years ago, it could be 20 years ago. I don't believe that the loss of a parent ever really fully heals. I don't believe the loss of any human being ever fully heals. I believe that we grow around our grief and it changes over time. But I felt like there needed to be a space for people that have lost parents. It's a very unique experience. And from what I can tell, it hadn't really existed. And I'm really enjoying that. And then within my um, within my oncology work, um, I started, I formed a grief group and that group it's online, it's virtual has gotten so 
um, much traction that we're actually meeting every other week. And typically the support groups that I run for the cancer center, we only meet once a month, but this one just seemed so needed and it feels so beautiful. And I feel like my mom lives on in these experiences and in these conversations and um, opportunities to help others. And it's really just been filling up my heart. And, but one of the things I talked about with that capacity, right. And that overflowing plate and piling grief on top of it, I felt pretty lost this year and it's kind of difficult for me. I kind of look back at my Instagram sometimes. I know that sounds silly, but I use my Instagram for business and my, my business platform. And you know, I see all of these reels I've made and I, when I was on the top of my, you know, wellness business and recruiting people and building a team and traveling and, you know, doing all these things And my travel this year was large in part for other reasons. I did have some travel for my wellness business and some travel for my own personal development, but most of it was family oriented. And that's what I'm going to get at right now in terms of where I'm at, um, and how I got there because one of the things that I do a quarterly assessment of sometimes even a weekly or monthly assessment of when I'm really in it is I do a life wheel and I do that with my clients. I've had coaches do it with me and it's a really powerful tool to take a look at your life and break it down into the areas of importance and see where are the areas where you're feeling fulfilled and where are the areas where you're feeling struggling? And we all have different seasons of life and different seasons where different parts of those buckets and different parts of those wheels of life are going to be thriving and taking more attention. And when my mom was alive, my business was killing it and I was really in it and I was really fit and feeling really good. And then she died and I didn't want to do anything. And it's been really a really difficult journey for me to look at where I was and look at where I am now. And one of the things I talked about before was like that, you know, I went to the personal development conference with Brennan Burchard and my lot and all these wonderful people and that I know that that spark and that drive is still in there and it'll come out when I'm ready. And part of the the emergence of that has been being able to show up in Dead Parents Club. Um, I also created an, an alumni group for all of the women that have worked with me in mindset and in wellness. Um, and we meet once a week. It's a touch point. It's a mastermind. It's been beautiful. I love it. But I haven't been launching as many new offerings. And that's something that used to really excite me. But I can't serve from a place of lack. And I can't serve if I'm not filled up. And the things that I've been focusing on in my wheel of life um, partially before my mom passed, but really deeply after, um, the wheel includes many different categories. I'll name them off the top of my head, but it's usually romantic love, family, contribution, spirituality, career, finances, health and wellness. And then sometimes there's some other ones sprinkled in there and career and finances were really high on my priority list, um, before my mom passed away. And after that, spirituality and family hit the top of that list in terms of what I needed to do to stay afloat. And it's not to say focusing on those things can't um, help you with your business. Um, But what it is to say is I just truthfully didn't care as much. And so 
the three things I've been focusing on are love, family, and spirituality. And I've deeply spent my time in those spaces and I'm starting to see all of those areas just really, really blossom. And that family piece, um, part of the traveling to California every month for 21 months has been, like I said, the grief process, but also I'm, we're all very different. We all play different roles in our families and being able to show up for my family as a sounding board, as a rock, as someone who will do some of the hard things like cleaning out my mom's bathroom, her closet, her refrigerator, just a lot of things, you know, um, helping dad do things that it's that are harder for him to do on his own or mostly just really spending time with people and their grief has been so important. And but it's taken I won't say taken away, but it's taken up space that I needed, that I intentionally wanted to pour into um, so that I could feel good about where I'm at in that space in my life and I could cultivate those important relationships. And I'm feeling like that bucket is really full. Um, and then spirituality, you know, I thank goodness had rejoined a church, reaccepted Jesus Christ before my mom died. And after she passed, I was baptized in April of this year. We have um, community groups that meet weekly. There is a text thread. There's people that I'm talking to all the time. I you do, do my own Bible study at home. I pray. I talk to God all day. And like in my darkest moments, that faith and that connection has been the thing that has carried me forward and the thing that has kept me going in the moments when I'm like, where is that person I used to be? Where is that, you know, maybe she's totally different now, but am I going to like this new version, right? Like I've, I've had so much trust and faith over the years in my spirituality and it's just been, um, truly a godsend. And within that, um, also love. I've been searching for love. I've been searching for that partner. And um, there was a period of time in the beginning of my grief where I was dating another man who had lost his dad a month after my mom. And we went through some of our grief together. Um, and it was a really beautiful experience. And um, it wasn't something that uh, was um, what I needed in my life at the time. And it wasn't basically when I come back to that vision boarding, right? Visioning. Um, I did a lot of deep work on what I wanted my relationship to look like my future husband. Um, and was really clear on that. And then I ended up dating this person kind of circumstantially based on our experiences. And then into it kind of, again, came out of that fog and back to the person that I was before my mom died in that vision and really had to ask myself the hard question, like, is this what you visioned? Is this what you set out for? Is this what you said you wanted? And the answer truly was no. And I had to step away from that to gain some clarity on what it is that I do want. And I am in a group of um, other women who I was in a mindset mastermind with, and we've been reading uh, the book, uh, Calling in the One. And we uh, text each other and we get on Zoom meetings and we've been holding each other accountable to setting boundaries and, um, you know, dating for the person that we want to be with. And the cool thing is putting my 
um, putting my focus on love, family, and spirituality, all three of those things, the biggest piece that stands out to me is community. Like, I have community in all of those things and those are the the things that have really like built me up and helped me. So like the love piece, I have community in these women that are like, is this actually what you want for your life? You know, they're holding me accountable because of course, like in dating, you want to like feel good. Attention is nice. You don't want to be lonely, like all of these things, but you can quickly make, um, like I've talked about before, uh, long-term decisions based on short-term feelings um, that aren't going to lead you in the direction that you want to go. And so I've gotten really clear on being mindful of my long-term goal in that and having the community of other women who are searching for that same thing and being really clear and intentional about it has been amazing. Um, family is community in itself. You know, I'm very community oriented. Like that's how I built my whole wellness business. I built it on community. I still check in. I mean, I'm still running my wellness business and as I'm talking, I'm getting fired up and feeling like I'm moving back into that space. So if you're hearing this and you're with me and you're like, I'm ready to run with you, like, please contacting, contact me. Um, that'll be in the show notes. And it's always just healing your mindset at Gmail. Um, super easy to contact me. But anyway, um, you know, I've always had that chat, that text thread every day of the women that I work with that are healing and on the journey together. Um, and so that's been very community based also. And then that spirituality piece, it's individual, it's between me and my God, but it's also with the community of people that are looking out for me, praying for me, there for me. And so community has just been everything. And then that has also bled into the communities I've created. Like I said, with Dead Parents Club, with the grief group, um, with my alumni group, I think that we are not meant to be on this earth alone. Um, And more than anything, um, my grief has reminded me that there are pieces of it that I've had to do alone, that I've had to do solo, that are really difficult. But when I share that with others, and maybe it's not with everyone, this is actually something we've talked about in grief group, not everyone will understand your grief. Not everyone will know the right thing to say. Some people say really dumb shit and um, really offensive things, not meaning to. And that's something we talk about often and is such a universal experience for grievers. Um, but um, really getting to connect to other people and not isolate has been one of just the greatest blessings. And so I share all this to say that in the fashion of grief uncensored, it's not a normal to feel lost. It's not a normal to not feel like yourself. It's not a normal to reach for things from your past or reach from things that are maybe even destructive because you're in so much pain. Um, But what I am saying is we all have different parts of our lives that are important to us in different moments. And after you've lost someone or something, that's a time to give yourself what you need. But then when you start to come out of that fog, maybe just take a little scan, a little reevaluation of where you are in your life and look at those buckets, some of those things I've talked about. Maybe just Google life wheel or, you know, like I said, the categories, love, family, finance, other relationships, contribution, career, 
health and wellness. Like look at those facets of your life and say, what is most important to me right now? And maybe you just pick one bucket. Maybe you pick two, maybe you pick three and put your focus there. And when you get intentional with that, just start to see yourself grow and change and step back into who you are little by little. Um, I am doing that now little by little. And am I where I was before my mom died? Heck no, and I may never be, but little by little, I am starting to love the version of myself now, and I'm so grateful. I didn't think I was going to get through this episode without crying, and I'm so grateful that I've been brave enough to create space for other grievers, and grateful that I have this platform and a space of um, to share my thoughts and feelings and what's working for me and what's not. And I feel that when I stay in connection with the things that matter to me, even if they don't make sense to anybody else, if I'm clear and I'm clear in my spirituality and in my heart and in my mind, then I'm on the right path. And grief certainly makes no dang sense at all. But when we can just embrace it and befriend it and walk alongside it versus run from it or bury it or wish it away, your life can truly become something that's meaningful and creates a legacy for whoever or whatever you've lost. For folks that are still here, that are grieving, and that are listening to this, please know and understand that no matter where you are is where you need to be. And if you're in a really dark place, you can change it. You're not alone. And when you start to step out of the darkness and into the light, you will, you will be the legacy and your person will live on in you and you will find meaning and you will find joy and all of those things might feel a little more bittersweet because you're missing somebody but they might feel even more honoring and joyous if you're able to step into that space. Hopefully something in this podcast today was helpful to you. Um, All of my offerings are still going. I'm still dipping my toe in all of the things that I love and emerging from a really, really dark space. But I'm falling in love with myself again, with life, with other people, and just moving towards everything I know that I'm worthy of. And I hope that you are too. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to record another episode for you. Again, you can always reach me at healingyourmindset at gmail.com. My Instagram is healing underscore your underscore mindset. All of that will be in the show notes. I love you all so much.